This is a Success Tulsa podcast. Green Country's all-new Success 105.7, the station that features experts in money and more. On the air at 105.7 FM, in high def on 95.5 HD2, and in real time and on demand at success1057.com. Welcome back. I'm Jason Bennett. Pleased to be joined by Austin McElroy. He is the CEO and master brewer for Cabin Boys Brewery. Their yes, website sir. is Cabin Boys Brewery. Dot com. Which of the job titles do you like best? <laughs> uh, I would choose Master Brewer. Master Brewer. Uh, and founder, if you would. Uh, but, you know, I mostly wear the hat of CEO right now. I want to learn more about how this brewery came to be. I'm always fascinated by how a business, which potentially was just a seed of an idea at some point, went from the idea to a, a successful going concern. Sure. What's the backstory on the brewery? Uh, so how I got into brewing actually was my wife forced me into a hobby and that wasn't because I was being lazy or anything. It was because we, uh, had opposite hours of work and she'd come in, uh, after her work hours and see me watching Netflix with my friend or something like that. And, uh, she said, man, you guys need to get a hobby. You guys are more interesting than this. And so we had watched a documentary that week, actually, when she said this. Uh, and we were like, well, we figured out that we can make beer in, in our home. Is that a, would you, would you be okay with that? And she was like, I like beer. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, what so, a great wife. Yeah, I know. So, uh, she encouraged us and, and we made our first batch of beer and we thought that we were really cool. And, um, I bet the beer that we made was not good, uh, but we drank it anyways. And, uh, uh, the story folds on to a lot of different things, but, um, at one point or another, my wife and I realized that it was more of a hob, uh, more than a, uh, of a passion than a hobby and we both knew that we were going to own a business at some point in time. So at that point, we decided that I should go to school if we were going to go commercial with it. Um, there's two ways to get you know experience in the brewery world, and that's one, get hired and actually do it, or go to school and then get hired somewhere or start a business. So Let me roll back the clock a little bit. Apparently, yeah. you were employed before you had the hobby. Correct. What were you doing? Oh, uh, I was a financial advisor at that point in time, uh, or financial uh, representative, let's call it, um, selling insurance uh, at Northwestern Mutual and pulling in financial plans for uh, families. So I had been doing that for about two years, and I was ex- I was successful, um, even though that that's a pretty hard business to be in, selling life insurance and uh, and then I've. Uh, building financial plans for people so what did you think you were going to do career-wise before the hobby turned into a career um i really didn't know uh my wife and i had a pretty fun conversation about two years into that before uh, we decided 
um, that that kind of wasn't where we wanted to be. Um, we didn't really want, we saw, you know, our kind of, our life going into suburbia being, having the white picket fence and a dog and two and a half children, you know, the statistics of, of all of that. Um, and that really wasn't for us. Um, so at that point in time, uh, we decided actually to move to Japan, um, and teach English. And this was right around the time that I had started homebrewing with my friend, um, and so quickly after that, we, we moved to Japan, um, and we lived there for about 18 months, um, almost two years. And the ultimatum for a hobby occurred in Japan or just before you left? <laughs> just before we left. Uh, so the, the, it wasn't an ultimatum. She just knew that I needed to uh, have fun with, uh, with my friend who, who was actually living with us at the time. And that same friend is uh, the friend that I actually built the cabin out on my parents' property with, uh, what, is, who, what is our namesake for the brewery. But, um, <clears throat> and we had, we had built the cabin at that point in time. Um, so that, I had homebrewed for, oh, let's call it six months before we had moved to Japan. Um, and... In Japan, that was actually where we decided we need to get back to uh, we we need to get back to Oklahoma and start a business around this idea because at that point in time, there was let's call it oh goodness maybe a little less than four thousand breweries uh, in the United States at that point in time, and there was less than fifteen breweries in Oklahoma. Um, I think that we, when we opened, we were one of the first 20 breweries to open. So, um, yeah, it was just a interesting whirlwind of uh, life experiences. When you decided to make this a career and you needed the the education or the experience, did you try the getting hired route or did you go straight to education? Uh, well, kind of both. Um, there was a uh, ad for uh, I, th- I can't remember if it was a brewing position or a sales position for Coop Ale Works down in Oklahoma City, um, and I applied. And I was in Japan, and looking back, I applied. We put in a really good resume. I put in all of my life experiences, and I was like, man, I I, I thought that yeah, sure, I I might hear back from them. Now being an owner of a business, I'm very certain of why they didn't respond to me because I was living in Japan at the time. They didn't know if I would move back to Oklahoma or anything like that. So, um, so I, I that was kind of circumstantial. That wasn't necessarily I decided to go the working route. I I pretty much knew that I wanted to go education route. Um, that would have just been a cherry on top um, during the during that time frame. Austin McElroy, he's the CEO and master brewer, the title he prefers the most of Cabin Boys Brewery. We'll be back with him in just a bit. Thanks for listening to this Success Tulsa podcast. Download more or subscribe at successtulsa.com.
craft beer is booming and there's a good chance there's a brewery close to you. We're Beer Guys Radio and we're here to spread the good word of craft beer. Each week we welcome guests from across the industry, brewers, scientists, politicians, and even a few celebrities that love craft beer. We talk about what makes craft beer and the craft beer community great and dive deeper into the art, science, and culture of the beers we love. Even if you think beer isn't for you, there may be one out there that surprises you. From light and crisp pilsners with crackery and grassy flavors, to funky saisons, roasty and chocolatey stouts, and of course, the big and juicy tropical IPAs. Craft beer offers something for every palate. We like to think we're pretty entertaining, but we hope you learn something as well. If you've got a question for us or you want us to talk to your favorite brewery, drop us a line to beerguys at beerguysradio.com or find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And make sure to join us every Saturday at 3 p.m. and Sunday at 10 a.m. right here with your experts on money and more, Success 105.7. Green Country's all-new Success 105.7, the station that features experts in money and more. On the air at 105.7 FM, in high def on 95.5 HD2, and in real time and on demand at success1057.com. Welcome back, Jason Bennett. Sitting here with Austin McElroy. He is the CEO and master brewer at Cabin Boys Brewery. He decides to turn his hobby into a business decides to do the education route what is the education route if you want to become a master brewer have your own brewery and do it well there's a couple of different ways at this current time there might be more uh, schools out there now that I'm unaware of but when I was going into it there was UC Davis which was in California um, and you can get a master brewership through that that was an actual four-year college degree and this, that, and the other. Um, it was more scientific rather than brewing at the time. I'm not sure what it is now. Um, and the school that I went into and got accepted to was the World Brewing Academy, which is a marriage between two different schools, uh, one in Chicago called Siebel Institute of Technology, and the other one is Dumans Academy in Munich, Germany. So. The, the schooling is, I think, technically 100 days in class, so it takes seven to eight months, um, and usually five days a week. Some of them were four days a week, um, and so that was in the, let's see, the early spring of 2016 to the end of summer 2016 for me. Um, and then graduated from Dumans Academy as a master brewer. What were the biggest surprises uh, in the education and the things you saw compared to what you expected after having done this in the garage for a while? Oh, my goodness. Um, How much science is involved, uh, how many different bacterias and yeast strains, uh, and what all goes into, you know, a grain and how to grow it and how many uh, variables there are to make that grain into a usable source for for making beer. And there's there was about a thousand different things, maybe 10,000 different things that I didn't even expect to come up into a conversation. What came next? <clears throat> so came back, uh, graduated, um, and 
there was a, I don't know if it was necessarily a job opening, but I forced myself into it kind of a thing. I knew that Elgin Park, uh, the brew pub downtown across from the ballpark, um, was opening. And I knew Eric Marshall at the time pretty well. And he and I are the two graduates of uh, the World Brewing Academy in the aspect of being a master brewer. Um, And I reached out to him. I knew that he was helping them kind of contractually build out Elgin Park to be a brew pub. So they, they hired him on for, for help. And he uh, put in my name and helped me get hired on at Elgin Park. So I actually worked. So I actually ended up doing both of what you need to do to open up a brewery. I worked at Elgin Park and helped them open up um, and worked there for a year before and while I was building out our brewery here in Tulsa. So how scary is it deciding to start a brewery? Because I I suspect there's some big checks when it comes to buying all that stainless steel. Um, Yeah, man, when when we were coming down to the wire, you know, you you don't expect having different conversations that are difficult or having to, you know, explain or demand something from, you know, at one point in time, I got to a conversation with the city. I was like, if we do not get this permit today, we do not open next week. And that potentially doesn't allow us to open ever. And I know that you want us to be a taxpaying business, and I think that we're going to be successful. So what do we need to do to get this permit? So you you don't necessarily plan for those kinds of conversations. You don't know that you're actually going to have them. Um, At that point in time, I was uh 20 man 26 years old so i was pretty young um but it was it was a good time to be an entrepreneur because at that you know at that age your your young and gumption is high um so um but i was i was pretty nervous i was i was scared uh, uh, and uh, excited all at the same time um both of my eyes were twitching, you know, for the last month of trying to get the place open. And we did it pretty fast, um, which is pretty impressive. From groundbreaking uh, and finding our building to open was nine months. So our navigation of getting permits and licensed was pretty good. Where were you trying to position your brewery in relation to the other options at the time? When we opened... There were really no, um, there were really no traditional Belgian style breweries at that time, and um, and that that actually shows today too. Um, we are the I, I would say the number one sold Belgian quad in the state. Our bearded theologian is still the I would say the number one volumed Belgian quad. Um, and it's still a flagship beer for us, and it shows growth every single year. So um, we knew that that was kind of a gap in Oklahoma, and that was perfect for me because that was my passion. Um, I love that beer. That's kind of how you know I fell in love with beer and the culture around it. Um, but you know what we what we strive to do within our brewery is give a place 
for people to feel very comfortable, much like a, let's call it a third living room, if you would. Um, and so that goes back to our slogan, which is crafted for community. And we really want to make people feel comfortable when they come through our doors. And that was really, you know, I guess, kind of unique for us. Um, not that everybody tries to do that. Marshall's tap room and Solera's tap room and everybody has their own feel within their own own brewery. And um, so that, w- that was pretty cool. But I will say when we opened our tap room, we were one of the first three tap rooms in Oklahoma to actually open and welcome the public into our space as a brewery to serve full strength beer. Um, so that was pretty unique in and of itself. Um, and that gave us an edge that gave us a, 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 a an ability to talk to our customers directly uh, and teach them about craft beer one-on-one. Um, and that really we hit the wave at the right time for the craft beer boom in Oklahoma uh, and helped pave a way, not saying that we were the first brewery in Oklahoma and paving that all of that. I'm not going to stick that on our reputation at all. That's That falls on Marshall and Coop and all of the other guys that really fought really hard for all of us to have tap rooms. Um, but that law change happened right before we opened up, I'd say, you know, maybe 10 months before we opened. So that was very pivotal and gave us a really interesting edge in the market of opening that fast after the law changed and allowing the public to come through and give that feel. Austin McElroy, he is the CEO and master brewer of Cabin Boys Brewery. Their website is cabinboysbrewery.com. We'll be back. Thanks for listening to the Success Tulsa podcast. Download more or subscribe at successtulsa.com. Heather Vest with eXp Realty. Tell us about negotiating. I mean, can't anybody just sell a house? Well, you would think in this crazy market, technically you could, but negotiating is an important process of any home sell. Really in this market, it's important to know, you know, that it's going to get to the closing table. With multiple offers, you're just given more choices. So with those choices, you need to kind of sift through them to say, okay, is this cash or conventional or FHA, which I mean, these are all confusing terms and you don't know the implications of what each one of those mean. And well, and everybody's situation is different right. as well. That's why it's important to have a professional who can walk you through all these extra decisions you're going to be making through this fast paced market today. More offers just means more choices and more complexity. Heather, Heather Vest, TulsaVIPHomes.com. You can reach me at 918-637-9708.
Green Country's all-new Success 105.7, the station that features experts in money and more. On the air at 105.7 FM, in high def on 95.5 HD2, and in real time and on demand at success1057.com. Welcome back. Jason Bennett here with Austin McElroy. He is the CEO and Master Brewer at Cabin Boys Brewery. When you opened up, had you done a formal business plan or some scratch on a napkin regarding your goals for the first six months, nine months, a year? Yeah, so it was, it was a lot of different things. Um, uh, we, in, in Germany, when my wife and I were living there, uh, um, a, a friend of mine was a business partner. He's not in the picture anymore, but we all sat in a room much as, as big as this was my wife and I's apartment in Munich. Drew up a business plan, wrote on the, uh, on, the, on the windows with markers and all sorts of stuff to come up with our slogan and really drew out a pretty extensive business plan, mainly because we were young. We were um, just out of education, so we knew how to you know, in structure uh, a business in the sp- in the sense of you know in the education and book sense um, I had a pretty f- uh, fortunate uh, uh, experience of coming out of the financial world they expected me to write my own business plan to get hired so I knew kind of the structure of that um, and I had run plenty of other you know just mowing lawns or using a chainsaw to help people clear out land and this, that, and the other, that, that was part of my life. And, um, my dad was, uh, our business partner and first, uh, investor to help us get, a, get us off the ground and running. And so that background, and he was an entrepreneur within himself, um, within the, uh, medical world, so he gave us some structure and whatnot. So we 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 had maybe a couple of a couple of legs ahead of just you know first time business owners, um, even though that we were in the sense of opening up an institution. So um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. In those first few months in that first year, how did you do on the business side compared to your goals? Uh, we blew them out of the water the first year. Um, you know, we wrote our business plan uh, s- expecting to see because uh, tap rooms were so new. We didn't, and we were opening up in a very industrial area of Tulsa at the time, um, and not a not an area that people would normally um, go to. So. Um, we had in our business plan maybe 25 people a day coming in to the brewery. Uh, and I think on average right now we see about 500 people come through in a week um, on average. So it, it was significantly better than what we were expecting and a lot less tight than what we were expecting, um, even though that the brewery business is not necessarily the – largest cash grower uh, of any industry. Did all the additional traffic generate problems? No, it didn't necessarily generate problems. Uh, it just, um, 
forced us to hire people before we were expecting to. So our, our team quickly grew within the first three months of me, my wife, my past business partner. He, he didn't die. He, he's not with the business anymore. <laughs> um, and, and one of my cousins. Uh, and we worked the bar ourselves for the first three months and then started hiring on. Um, so I think we went from four to 12 to t- 10 to 11 to 12, depending on if we had part-timers or whatnot within the first, let's call it 18 months. Um, and that was, that was really fun. That meant we actually had a team to be around and hang out. And, uh, that, that, those were long hours though. Uh, because I was the only brewer in the brewery for a while, and then you have to open up the bar and then close it and then do it all over the next day. So, How did you find the hiring process as the person doing the hiring? Um, we So that was a learn-as-you-go kind of a thing. But we had a pretty good feel for who we wanted to come into our brewery and um, – Though we didn't necessarily have experience, we really understood people. Um, my, uh, both my wife and I are pretty good people person and really uh, have a high expectation of our team members and really know what we want from them. Um, and not that this really necessarily played into how well we hired or not. Um, my dad's background he was a psychiatrist here in Tulsa and so I think I gleaned a lot from that and gleaned a lot from his wisdom of who to groom in and who to not let into our company so we've we've done a pretty good job our turnover is not grandiose it's not perfect but um, it's also uh, I would I would say pretty stellar for people who haven't necessarily made it a career out of hiring people. I looked at your website before you came in, and most of your staff is listed on the website. Correct. And especially with those involved in the production of the beer, some of those are not from Tulsa. Yeah. Uh, that, that is not necessarily purposeful. Uh, that's just kind of who fell into our laps. Um, our head brewer is technically from Texas, and we – hired him on initially as a part-time bartender uh and i he was really interested in learning how to brew and so i brought him into the back uh part-time in both worlds uh and then finally convinced him to go full-time uh as a brewer taught him everything uh in in production and he's now our head brewer, so he's made a really cool career out of becoming a part-time bartender uh, within our brewery. So, Austin McElroy, CEO and master brewer at Cabin Boys Brewery. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to this Success Tulsa podcast. Download more or subscribe at successtulsa.com. Bourbon and a cigar. The perfect combination, right? Where do you go in Tulsa to get your must-haves for the perfect night out or evening in? Tulsa Hills. 
Tulsa Hills Wine Cellar has an extensive selection of spirits, wine, beer, and accessories for your bar. And Tulsa Hills Cigar Cellar, right next door, has a humidor stocked with over 900 premium cigars, a wall of pipe tobacco, and accoutrement for any budget. Our beer cave has one of the largest selection of singles in town, so you can handpick your own six-pack and sample the latest craft brews. Stop by Tulsa Hills today for your perfect pairing. We recommend combining your favorite smoke with one of the hand-selected single-barrel bourbons like Stranahan's Private Barrel Select, or our upcoming custom-aged Dobell Tequila at Tulsa Hills Wine Cellar. On the west side of the Tulsa Hills Shopping Center, next to Michael's, order online at TulsaHillsWineCellar.com and we'll bring your order right out to you. Green Country's all-new Success 105.7, the station that features experts in money and more. On the air at 105.7 FM, in high def on 95.5 HD2, and in real time and on demand at success1057.com. Welcome back, Jason Bennett and Austin McElroy, the CEO and master brewer at Cabin Boys Brewery. He also likes the title of founder. Tell me about your original location, your current location. How did you find it and why did you select it? Um, so at the time, I am from Catoosa, and we had a location quasi-selected to be over at Molly's Landing, actually, which is right before you get to Vertigris on Route 66. Uh, and to get the plumbing out there would have cost, I think, over half a million dollars and the tax breaks that this city was trying to give us and this that, and the other just didn't add up long term um, to get it all accomplished so at that point in time we chose to look for um, new locations and I'm glad that we did because Tulsa is a perfect spot for for us and what we wanted to really do um, we were really driving down the road um, in in that area kind of just talking browsing buildings and this that and the other and saw a for lease sign on the building and kind of poked our heads into it uh through the windows and whatnot and then called the realtor that was involved and got a showing i think the next day or the following day and it was just perfect there's um a few things for breweries that you need and especially our size you need height you need correct water uh, you need um, electricity uh, the right zoning Um, and so it had it checked all the boxes and it was a blank it was a blank box it was nine thousand square feet that was perfectly open so we didn't really have to do anything other than build the brewery inside of it so um i think demolition literally took four hours so there wasn't much to to change and we just had a wonderful square to make our own so this is where i get to admit my ignorance because i don't know much about beer Sure. Checking out your website, you have year-round beers and seasonal beers. Mm-hmm. Tell me about some of the year-round beers. Um, so Castellan Kolsch is a really great beer beer, if you want to call it that. 
Um, it's a Western-style German ale um, that drinks much like a Pilsner or anything very light. Um, but it, other than just the styles, so we've got our Kolsch, our Bearded Theologian, um, a Saison, our Going Stag, Belgian Single. Um, and the reason that those are staples is really the styles of beer that we really tend to want to brew most uh, and really want to exemplify who we are as a brewery to the market and feel like those are the styles that are going to sell really well year round um, because stouts are, you know, most of the time stouts are drank during the winter. That doesn't mean that people don't drink them during the summer, but it's a very small percentage. So that's why you have seasonals. So Oktoberfest, literally, if you bang your head up against a wall or shout it from the rooftops, no one's really going to buy it anywhere outside of October 1st and, uh, or sorry, August 1st and October 29th. Um, that's the time frame that Oktoberfest sells, just is. Um, and so you need those caveats for seasonals to live in their own lane. And then you have styles that are accepted uh, year-round. I saw at least one beer that appeared to be specially brewed for a, a restaurant or another establishment here in town. Yeah, uh, we have quite a few of those, actually. Well, they're growing. Um but, yeah, we make a beer for Kilkenny's, uh, the Irish pub on Cherry Street, and then— Excellent hamburgers, by the way. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah, their whole entire menu is fantastic. Um, and our first one was actually Nola's, which is owned by the same company. Uh, they now call themselves the Watershed Group. But at the time, that we just knew them as the owners of Kilkenny's. And— uh, but yeah, um, it's it's been a really fun ride to get to be able to do those. Um, we our newest one that we did was for the uh, Conte Group in Sepulpa. We made a, and that was for the restaurant called uh, Crossroads uh, C- Crossroads Eatery. Um, and you know, it's a really fun project to be able to sit across the table. Okay, what do you want to do? What 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 do you think? would uh vibe with your restaurant and sometimes it's me going no this is the style of beer that you're going to have because this is what's going to taste good for your menu and sometimes it's a you know kind of a give and take of whatever they want and so yeah geeky question about something i don't understand on the website regarding the beers some of the beers are ideal at 42 degrees sure others at 44 yep explain that to me 40, so you've got 42, 44, I think 48, 52, 32. Um, there's just a lot of different temperatures for beer that uh, it should be drunk at. That's that's a suggestion. It's not a must. But how do you determine that number? Um, by tasting it at different temperatures, uh, quite, re- quite literally. Um, and that's, you know... Every single temperature difference is going to bring out different esters. So that's just a suggestion. It's not a, a guideline or anything like that. Um, that's just what we like it best at uh, as a team. So 
that's where we come up with that. Um, and so, yeah. What is your favorite beer that you brew? Uh, that's my least favorite question in the brewery, mm-hmm. uh, but the most common. Um, it just depends on the day and the time and where I'm at. If I'm around a fire, I'm going to be drinking Bearded Theologian or Felix at, at, at Tenebris. Um, or if it's during the summer hot months, I'm going to be drinking the Kolsch. Today, um, I was taste testing uh, the Oktoberfest just because it was out of season uh, and wanted one more taste of it. Um, So it just depends on where I am and what mood I'm in. Normally, as a brewer, if I'm going to drink something, uh, either uh, during the day or even after after work. I, I don't normally drink beer after work, typically. Um, just, I usually... Just the opposite of everybody else. Yeah, I know. It, it, that's kind of how the brewer's life is, though. Um, but I typically keep all of my uh, beer consumption, I would call it 98% of my beer consumption, under 6%. So I got to stay healthy, and, got, and, and, I, and I do like drinking more than two if I'm drinking, so... Austin McElroy, CEO, Master Brewer, Founder, Cabin Boys Brewery. We'll be back. Thanks for listening to the Success Tulsa podcast. Download more or subscribe at successtulsa.com. If you're an employer with small jobs that are hard to fill, Rise Staffing can help. Using our successful screening and training systems, we pair employers with great, hardworking people with disabilities. The service is free, and you may qualify for up to $2,400 in tax credits for each eligible employee you hire. Call Rise Staffing now at 918-576-7519 or go to www.risestaffing.net. That's 918-576-7519. Green Country's all-new Success 105.7, the station that features experts in money and more. On the air at 105.7 FM, in high def on 95.5 HD2, and in real time and on demand at success1057.com. Welcome back. Jason Bennett, Austin McElroy, CEO, Master Brewer, and founder of Cabin Boys Brewery. Other than in the tap room, where is your beer distributed? Goodness, um, pretty much anywhere in the borders of Oklahoma at this current time. So you can find it in Walmart, Reesers, Quick Trip, um, Sprouts, Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, um, you know, more m- most of the big off, uh, big box stores. Um, and then all, most, I would say most, or a majority of liquor, the smaller liquor stores and larger liquor stores are going to hold it. And I really don't know how many restaurants have them. Um, but quite a few, um, I 
can't say any specifics other than the ones that that are on top of my head. But um, yeah, uh, thankfully I have a sales director for that to keep it all straight. So well, on day one, <laughs> did you have any external distribution? Day one, we did not. No, it was all internal sales. So how did you get that done? Um, at and, that and how hard was it? Oh goodness, that's a pretty thick question. Um, at that point in time, the laws hadn't changed for distribution just yet as when you could, we, we now can actually select a partnership in distribution. Um, at that point in time, you had to allow every distribution company have a chance at your beer that you were going to release to distribution. Um, and so that meant working with 13 distribution companies having to send them emails and say, hey, this is what we have available, and they could come pick it up whenever they wanted to. Um, So that was tough. Um, And then the laws changed pretty quickly after that, I think the October after we opened, and that allowed us to select a distribution company and actually sign a partnership agreement and um but that that process was um you just kind of had to interview them like you're interviewing an employee or a or a or a partner um and just see their uh honesty and value that they wanted to bring to the table and vice versa so um it in the end it was a, a pretty easy choice for us for who we wanted to go with and uh it's been a great ride. So so you've been in the news quite a bit lately. Yeah. Because you have not one, but two, no, no, not one, but two locations on deck. Yep. From a, a, a conception standpoint, which one was first, downtown or Claremore? So by conception, uh, Claremore was first. The, the, the concept of Claremore was first. Um, we actually uh, went and looked at a few different towns and uh, cities that wanted us to be in it, in their market, uh, and kind of interviewed them, saw what they had to offer, and asked them uh, certain different business questions and whatnot. So So the cities are pursuing you? They were at that point in time, yeah. That's a nice place to be. Yeah, it was. It was fun. Um, And they still were up until we announced uh, these locations, mainly because now – so we're we're at the threshold of how many uh, licenses we can hold as a small brewer. Um, so in the state of Oklahoma currently, you can only hold three small brewer license. Uh, that may change, um, and I would encourage people to go vote for it to change, but this isn't political. Um so Claremore started as a concept a couple years ago. Um, we didn't know that it was going to be Claremore, um, but uh, I knew that the company should open up a couple more places uh, just for the fact of growth and we, for our business, we really want to be in front of the customer. We want to be able to control what they uh, experience with our product and you know half of our product is our beer 
and then half of our product is our culture. And so when we sell it out in distribution, we're missing completely half of our, our products. So just gives us more opportunity to be in front of who we like to be around. Um, anyways, Claremore called me up. The city actually called me up and said, hey, we've got a space that's opening up downtown. Would you want to, you know, come meet us and tour it? And I was like, well, yeah. And the reason why I said, yeah, is because I'm from Claremore. I'm from, well, Catoosa and Claremore and that area. So um, I've grown up in that area for my whole entire life. And uh, it was just a really cool moment. Perfect uh, space for us to take over and fairly easy to turn over into what we wanted to be our tap room. So um, that's how Claremore came around. You mentioned that conversation was a couple of years ago. Why did it take so long to get it developed? Was COVID part of that or does it just normally take two years? So the concept, uh, what I mean by that, the conversation was with um, my wife uh, and my mom, who is now the inheritor of investment. Um, And uh, we had a conversation and I was just basically drawing up a proposal of business plan to them and explaining that concept. And then uh, it was February this year when Claremore uh, approached us. So it's been a fairly fast turnaround. When do you expect Claremore to be open? It opened last week. Uh, it opened, uh, last Saturday. Um, and we're, we've just been really excited about it. We love the city of Claremore. Um, and we're just really excited to get to meet a whole bunch of new people in a new community. And that's really what, uh, drew us to open up there in Claremore. They are eager to grow. They're eager to be around each other, and they really didn't have a space for that to happen. And it was just natural for us to say yes. And so it's been a joy and a really cool experience to open up in, let's call it, a little bit more rural city here in Oklahoma. Austin McElroy from Cabin Boys Brewery. We'll be back. Thanks for listening to this Success Tulsa podcast. Download more or subscribe at successtulsa.com. Hi, I'm Josh. Are you tired of being left in the dark about your money? Does it feel like everyone is just trying to sell you a product or convince you they're better, faster, and cheaper than the next guy? Meet Paul, a traditional financial advisor. Paul is a great guy. He answers his phone, buys you lunch, and maybe even a few rounds of golf each year. The problem is, nobody understands how much they're paying Paul or if his returns are any good. Paul just wants you to leave him alone because Paul knows best. I created a process that empowers clients to take control of their financial future. Our software allows people to see all their accounts in one place, understand portfolio risk, potentially enhance returns, and save thousands of dollars annually in fees. To learn more, go to futureyoufinancial.com today.
Green Country's all-new Success 105.7, the station that features experts in money and more. On the air at 105.7 FM, in high def on 95.5 HD2, and in real time and on demand at success1057.com. Welcome back. Jason Bennett, Austin McElroy, CEO, Master Brewer, founder of Cabin Boys Brewery. We spent some time in the last segment tech talking about their new location in Claremore. I saw in the newspaper recently you're going to have a new location downtown Tulsa. Yep. Uh, so we are taking over a space uh, that the Prairie Brew Pub was in on Main Street. Um, so it'll be 223 North Main Street, uh, downtown Tulsa. So um, we're really, really excited. And that was just kind of a fluke of an opportunity, I would call it. Um, we were looking at other buildings and whatnot for uh, a certain reason. And we had our realtor call up uh, the realtor that was representing that building. And at the time, we didn't know that it was uh, ran in or the, the lease and being managed by the uh, George Kaiser Foundation. And when they heard that we were uh, looking at the space, they got really excited. Uh, and most of their team came down and said hi and uh they really kind of pushed the conversation forward and got us excited about saying yes. Do you have a projected time frame for the opening of that location? So our projected time frame, we actually just moved uh, our equipment into the space last week and got plumbing done and electrical done. So our I can start kind of being more confident in saying that we'll probably open in March or April. Um, and that's that's kind of, that's our hope and dream. Will any of the production occur at these two new locations? So Claremore is going to have a very small test batch system, and when I mean very small, we're talking twenty gallons at a time, twenty five gallons at a time, um, which is not even a barrel of beer. Uh, at the downtown location, that's going to be a full brew pub. Um, so we're going to have a full kitchen and a full brewing facility within it. Um, not all of the volume that's going to be at that uh, location is going to come from that brewing facility, um, but it will be a full seven-barrel, copper-clad, beautiful uh, brewing uh, brew house. So um, to kind of give that into uh, specs of what that means, so our going to talk in round numbers our brew house at our production facility is 10 barrels which each barrel is 31 gallons so with each batch we're making 310 gallons of beer um up in claremore it's you know 0.75 barrels so less than 10 percent of what we make on a uh, on our production uh, brew house so and then the downtown location will be seven barrels, but we only have a couple of ferment, fer, fermenters, so it will be still a, let's call it, our brewer's playground. You've referenced your culture a couple times, and way early in this conversation, you referenced the fact that at your main location, uh, your clientele can actually see the process. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah. 
Um, in pretty much in all three locations, people will be able to see our process. Um, we've set it up to where you can literally spectate of what's going on, even though my brewers don't necessarily like it. Um, but, uh, you it's, know, it's like the pizza places yeah, with the window yeah, and you get to watch. Yeah. I mean, my brewers are like, they can see every single mistake that we make. And it's like, well, they don't really even know that you made a mistake. So, um, no. So in our tap room, when you walk in, um, in the, our actual air conditioned, uh, bar top tap room, at the production facility, we've got windows that you can look into the tanks. Uh, when you walk out into the warehouse area where we have, you know, our ping pong and foosball and all sorts of games out there, that's our overflow. It's literally a, uh, open air into seeing our production facility. So you can basically see I would call it 90% of all of our equipment by standing in our tap room public space um, in all three locations. So um, there's really nothing that we need to hide. Um, it's really cool for our customers to see it. Um, and even though they might not understand what's going on, it's still really fun to look at. Um, because everything's made with stainless steel or copper or flashing lights or uh, tubes and hoses and all sorts of stuff. It's even for me, every single time that I walk into a new brewery, I'm poking my head around. I'm seeing things. I, I just love seeing new equipment. What's the best part of your job? Oh my goodness. Uh, I would say being around the people that uh, we've cultivated as a team within our company. Um, I just love it being able to come in and see them work hard and work alongside them. Um, and really just celebrate, you know, celebrate the craft that we're creating. And what I mean by that is, is we're, our team is so focused on creating a world-class beer, obviously, because that's how we make money, but also at the same time, just as energized and focused on giving our community a place to really have fun or be comfortable with and come in and get to say hi to them. Um, so I, I would really say the people that I get to meet and be around is my favorite part of the job. It's definitely not sitting behind a computer. Austin McElroy, CEO, Master Brewer, Founder, Cabin Boys Brewery. Their website is cabinboysbrewery.com. Thanks for joining me. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this Success Tulsa podcast. Download more or subscribe at successtulsa.com. Success Tulsa.